Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, guys. What's up, guys? So, so tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about your team and uh, the, how you guys met and all that. All that goes. I'll just give you guys the floor. You guys got so many people here. We've got uh, you know a bunch of bunch of stories, and I'm just gonna shut up for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess what we can start from over here. Introduce yourself. The youngest. The youngest. My youngest member. What? Right. Oh, that was that was good. Yeah. Yeah, they can hear you. You're all bit. <laughs> My name is Noah. Call sign Riot, and I am Laz's stepchild. He's my child. Yeah, <laughs> he's a child. No other way to put it. God help me. I think we can edit this. God help me. I got a mini him brewing in the house. help me. Next. Next. Woo! This is gonna be a good one. So I'm actually call sign Juju. Um, 20 years old. Been airsofting for about a year already. Um, kind of met them, you know. Through my dad, actually. He's like, yo, let's go airsoft. And I'm like, airsoft? Tried it out the first time, got shot. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Air. And, you know, just tried it like two, three more times. And it, it wanted to start it off with, let me get a vest. I need my own vest. From vest, it went oh. to pants. From pants, it went to shirt. And from shirt, it went to, I'm here now. So, there you go. That's how that went. <laughs> you do you my name is Nick. My call sign's Jax. I'm 21. I've been playing airsoft for about a year and a half now, year and three quarters. Uh, I I had met them through this kid who was grounded that day playing airsoft at Matrix, but he was there for the team. And I started talking to him, and I saw all these people out in the small field. Came to a point where I was like, okay, I guess this is crazy enough for me to try out. I wanted to go out and play. They broke my phone. The first guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, leave my phone with. So I like I put it in my pocket. I didn't think anything of it. First game against the tryhards and they break my phone. So I thought if I couldn't beat them, join them. Nice. Yeah. Tryhard salsa over here. Instagram tryhard salsa. You already know. <laughs> Watch my videos. Yeah. <laughs> Been playing airsoft a long time. Used to play paintball as a kid. Um, we met Laz at a Miami Airsoft. They were running, actually, a funny story. They were running plays. You know, this team is a little more serious. They're using comms and everything. And I see one of the team members, Dalfire, and uh, who I didn't know at the time. I'm like, hey, uh, follow me, whatever. And he's like, nah, bro, I'm running plays. Just turns <laughs> the other way, you know? So um, that was always, a, like, my first image of the team. I was like, man, these guys are really serious. And you could, you would want to be on their side when you were playing at that field, you know? So after two or three times, one of my best friends tried our drop. He's not here right now, you know, got to throw it out the names. And um, he got, got to talk to Laz. Um, so basically Laz's second son now. So, you know, that makes me like a, like the redheaded stepchild, <laughs> you know, which is, which is nice. So that's, uh, it's still good somewhere. Yeah. Check my videos out. Try hard Instagram salsa. <laughs> you owe me this a sponsorship $1,550 about $200 right now you know, hell yeah hi guys I'm Rue 
Paul Santia, um, Laz's wife. He created this monster. I never even played airsoft. I just love guns. And one day he takes me out to Matrix and I get shot in the back of the leg and I just ran off. It just freaked me out. Got in my car, drove home. He calls me after the game. He's like, where are you? I'm like, yeah, I left. That's not for me. How many years later? Like uh, Going on three years now? Three years. Oh, I'm the gunner on Carnage. Um, I'm one of the other girls on the team. My twin, uh, Money, she couldn't make it. Uh, another girl on the team, badass, you know, here representing girl power. So that's all it is, you know. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and who are you? I'm Mr. Laz. Captain. Captain of the Tyrants. Captain of the Tyrants. Captain of the We've been together since Call Sign Magic. Been um together since 2019. This is my third sponsored team. By far, I have to say, one of my best teams. Yeah. Oh, we shit. run it a little bit. We run it a little bit lighter because before we used to run the Milsom events, the only vets and stuff like that. Here, I ran it more like a family. Everybody's a lot happier. No, there's still drama. Don't get me wrong. There will always be drama. Family, <laughs> family drama. So we always end up back together. We're a tight bunch. It's insane. We have a total of 22 members right now. And yeah. nine members, that's in our Miami um, chapter. And then we have a Polk chapter has nine nine guys. Okay. And we're building on a couple more as well. So basically, I don't know. We I wanted to bring something new. When, we, when I moved here to Miami, it was different because I, I lived in Massachusetts my whole oh, life. Okay. And I literally moved to Miami about four, four and a half years ago now. And started over. I went to go play at Miami Airsoft for the first time. Got my stepkids into it. It was funny because, well, they're my kids now. I hate the word stepkids. But they're basically my kids now. I got them into Airsoft. They never touched anything. They were brought up by my wife. So I introduced them with Nerf guns. I said, here. They were Nerf guns. Then laser tag. Okay. Then I bought them the competition Nerf guns. They started getting into it. Um, it's the, the Nerf, the rivals. They shoot the little, the, the yellow balls, the hard yellow oh, balls. Oh, shit, yeah. And they go a little further. It's competition Nerf. Nice. And then I, I got permission and she said, yeah, let's get them into airsoft. So I got them their first airsoft gun. Had them target acquisition in the backyard. It took me almost six months to get them the nerve and build up to actually take them to a field. First field we took them to, Miami airsoft, Okay. Now, there's two fields here in Florida and Miami, okay? That's Miami Airsoft and Matrix Tactical. Miami Airsoft, anybody that knows Airsoft Hardcore, anywhere in the United States has heard of Miami Airsoft and how bad it is and how reckless it is. It can uh, be an excellent place. It's just certain players, when they play, they have no respect for other players. You know, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I'm not young. I'm not a kid. And when you have a 12 or 13-year-old run up to you and – swearing up a storm, disrespecting you, and you just, for no reason whatsoever, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And this is the first place I take my kids. At the time, my son was 12 or 13, and my other son was 15. And forget about it. It was so bad that we ended up leaving, like 45 yeah. minutes yeah. into it, and it got worse than that. But we're not going to go into that. And then we found <laughs> Matrix, for real. 
Then we found Matrix and Matrix Tactical. I wasn't on a team yet. Um, my first round at Matrix Tactical, a team came up to me right after, like 10 minutes into it and said, you players, you team. I got on a team. They, we lasted about six months. And I said, forget this. They had, they had no leadership. They had nothing behind them. And I was the only one really representing the team. I'm not going to mention any names. So people convinced me to start my own team. I really didn't want to get into it, but I started my own team. And here it is. And what I did is we take real steel tactics and we convert them to the airsoft game. Right. With the 18 years of experience that I've had, I've been to over 80-something ops at Easy. I've been to... Our trainings, we train, we, when we first started, we were training every Saturday and Sunday. And everybody would tell me, Yuck, you take it too serious. People are going to die out. I started losing a lot of people. And at first, everybody was gung-ho. It's always like that. Everybody's gung-ho, excited right. for it. And then they're, but it's just airsoft. It's just airsoft. And I explained to people, well, it's a sport. How good do you want to be at your sport? The only way to get good at a sport is by continuing to train. Yeah. And I still... Think to the same, but we leveled out. We made, you know, I took it less serious. My guys still take, still think I push it a little bit too far. But if I don't push them, they, they don't learn how to push themselves. Training days. Yeah, training days are insane. Yeah. So I'm gonna fall back. I'm gonna have my guys tell you now that you know what we're somewhat about. They'll tell you their experiences with our well with us. Yeah. So you and I were talking last night on the phone, and I was asking you about because uh, I've seen your you were talking about training days. And I've seen some of your videos on Instagram where uh, you guys are out there doing like a fucking boot camp. It looks awesome, man. Way to put it. Well, and it's funny because everybody sees our videos and stuff. And they look, what they don't realize, they're looking at two or three minute videos at a five or six hour day. In the fucking right. Florida. You know, and in the Florida heat, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't understand. And I tell people, listen, I came from Boston. I played in Vermont. I played in New York. I played in New Hampshire. And below zero weather, I played in the snow. And guess what? I'd rather play in the snow all day <laughs> compared to the heat out here. You know, it yeah. could be 90 degrees, but it feels like 110. When you're running around, you get that shortness of breath with your gear on. Forget about it. It's over. So I tell everybody, if you can play in Florida... You can play anywhere. There's nowhere you cannot play. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The heat and humidity. Well, there's oh, yeah. there's so many people. I feel like there's so many younger, you know, the younger generation. They, uh, they're they so used to watching these action movies and the video games. And they're like, in your head, when you see that, you've, not, you've never really, like, been on a team, you know, like a sports team or something that's pushed you physically, especially in the heat. Uh, they're like, yeah, I could do this. Oh, I want to go play airsoft. And then they start getting some gear on, and then they go out there on a hot day. They're like, what the fuck? Like, I can't <laughs> handle this shit. <laughs> you know? And they die out after two hours. That's why, well, you guys were at uh, Stonebreaker. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where we met, but I didn't even, you know, I didn't know you guys were there. Was that, uh, were you guys the ones that um, sent me a message on Instagram when I was posting all the pictures that, uh, you guys had a technical there or no, you were on a technical yeah. and I took pictures. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. we had that was, the we have an H2, an H2. It's not an H1 or H3. We have the H2 big enough to carry people and cool enough to actually put guns on. You know, a lot yeah. of 
the hard Muslim event guys, they say, oh, how come you got, you know, why are you rocking rims or you rocking this? It's, it's Miami, a, baby. We bought it. It's, one is Miami. Two, we bought it to play Airsoft. We don't want to buy an H1 to park over here to have it registered to spend fifty or $60,000 to play a game. That's something I drive around every day. I only use it for the operations. So that comes with modifications. And with the modifications, we cut cut out the roof. You know, we put a 249 on top and on the side. We have the cages all the way on the windows. We have a a lighting system all the way around. So when we play the night games, we have a mini gun sticking out from the side. And, you know, people complain about it, but everybody likes it. Everybody that's on our team loves it. And everybody that's on the opposite team makes fun of it. So what does that tell you? Oh yeah, especially when they lose. You know what I mean? It's like, you, know, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. Especially when I'm burning. And you'll see, I'm see her. her on the couch. It is so like she burnt. She has burnt out two four two two four nines that have been completely built out for our events. And every they probably last every two events. I have to buy a new one. Oh shit! She doesn't understand it. <laughs> What are the, which ones are those? The uh, what is it? The, is it Cybergun? The the real light ones? The two forty nine? Yeah, that's the featherweights. The featherweights, yeah. That's mounted on the top, yeah. and you have to stand in the back seats, like and you like and go through the roof, kind of like a limo window. And surf. Yeah. The other ones, the other ones in the passenger seat on the window, so you can literally communicate and. I, when I was riding in it at night, we actually had the flashlights on it, and I had one person at the top shooting at the top windows while I would shoot at the bottom windows. And you're literally just—it's—it's it's a lot of fun. You—you you would think that it's you know, oh, I'm a ground guy, I want to, but it's a whole other experience being inside that thing. It's a you know, it's a blast. Hell yeah. It's not just that because the people don't see the benefits and technicals yeah. until they huh. have one. Oh yeah, you know, I played for years, for years, and the technicals on your own team. Makes such a huge difference. Yeah. When you're playing at a place like Stonebreaker, where you just died and you got to walk a mile and a half just to get back in, <laughs> and that technical drive, oh, and that technical drives by you, full of another team, you're like, God damn it! <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you can get on that that technical, or it just comes by and say, you need to ride. Oh man, take a you're ready to get back. You're ready to get right back into that game, and that's what you need. It'll, they'll drive you right into it too, oh, yeah. man. They're, the yeah. technicals will be at the spawn, and they'll be like, "You want to go? You jump on, and they'll send you." Because you got the, the the CEOs and stuff. They're standing there on the microphones. They they get the call, and they tell the technical where to go. And you you come back to spawn, and they're like, "Hey, jump on! You jump on!" And all of a sudden, you're riding out, and you get dropped off right in the fire. You they're they're shooting yeah. their way in. You you know they stop. Get off! You gotta get off so they can drive away. The technicals are a whole other experience. Yeah. For two drivers, um, we have one that's out on active military duty crash. Um, that's one of our carnage drivers. And now his, uh, I guess, how can we call it? His second hand. Well, we have another driver, yeah. which is call sign butcher. Call sign butcher. Yep. And then we're, we actually, well, say nothing yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. That's a surprise. We little, so we have a little surprise coming up for the next, the next up. We can't really say anything, but we have another little surprise oh, coming shit. up. You know, we're only, like I tell my guys, you know, be patient. We're only going to get bigger. We don't get smaller. We don't do little things. We do big things. You know, a lot of people are like, how do you have, why do you have such a big team? I'm like, because when we go, you know, I prefer having a team. My last team was 75 deep. You know, it was was huge. It was like, oh, how can you handle so many people? It's not about, they can handle themselves. 
Right. But if they feel like they're playing for a team, they're going to play the way they're supposed to play. Otherwise, yep. they won't be on the team any, any longer. But the more numbers I have, guess what? When an op comes up, not everybody can make it. But I'm always going to have a good number of numbers that I, of my men that I know and women that I know I can count on. Yeah. <laughs> and that is always like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> You're about to get smacked, bro. Step on some toes. Well, you know, that was, uh, speaking of that, you know, people being on a team and feeling like part of that, that's what I saw. You know, the Stonebreak was my first big event. So when I go there, uh, you know, I'm, I took a bunch of pictures. Of the first, you know, phase one started on Saturday well, I went back to get some more GoPro battery or something, and it was only like maybe an hour and a half into the first, uh, you know, first phase. And th- so that's like the main first day. Well, you guys know, right? So I'm walking back, and you know, we're we're parked kind of like by the uh, <clears throat> by the side road. You know, that's where we're camped out. Like we're right by the ditch. So I'm walking through a bunch of, you know, tents and whatever. I saw at least 30 to 50 people that were geared up, were already back at their campsite an hour and a half into the first phase. And 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 most of those guys were like, uh, you know, three or four guys, maybe two or three guys together that that's all they had. It was just those guys, you know, that was their, their whole team, basically. They weren't part of a bigger team. And... Uh, and I, and it's like, if one of those guys doesn't, is not feeling it, or he's like, yeah, I got enough in, or, you know, he just got worn out or it's hot or whatever. He heads back. They got no one else to rely on. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously there's green and tan, but if they don't feel like a part of something, they're just back at the campsite. I don't, I think a lot of people aren't really there for a three day mil sim to play airsoft most of the time. I think they're going for the whole experience. That's what I saw anyway. Like the camping out, you know, the camaraderie. It's more of a hangout and getaway, uh, and with a little bit of airsoft. But when you have a team that's like twenty strong at that event, you're all re- you know, on comms, you're all relying on each other, like you feel more obligated. You ain't gonna quit. You ain't gonna go back, you know, oh I need a snack an hour and a half into the fucking start, you know, like what are you doing? <laughs> Or drink while you're out. Slim Jim. Prop that out. MRE, whatever it needs to be. The worst. When you have that many people, when you get back to spawn, there's always somebody that you can, you know, you see them and somebody's ready to go back out. That's the best thing, you know. So there's there's always someone to hype you up. There's no time to uh to to you know to to to, to bitch up if you would or to to you know, to be soft because in the in that moment you'll see somebody. And it's like, yo, I just got shot here. You want to go back here? Or there's always an epic moment to chase. And as long as you're there for those epic moments, um, as a team, it's a really big thing. And like, like I, I met a guy the other day and um, a couple of weeks ago at a random field, and he mentioned that he seen us. And when we were 70 deep, it was at the prison, right? I think it was the prison we were talking yeah. about. And he was like, yeah, um, we're like, yo, you didn't, you know, you could have. He's like, dude, I didn't see you guys. Like, there's. There's 70 people in like a Hummer with guns and, and eight tents. Like there's no, you know what I mean? There was no way for him to even re- remotely know who we are. You know, like there's no way to approach us and be like, hey, like we're doing a whole. And that's what I talked about when I first seen them at the at the Miami Airsoft. The first time I seen these guys, I was like, dude, like when that guy told me, no, I'm I'm doing plays. 
and you see how they're playing, you can't even be mad. You're, yeah, they're all in the same uniform. You know, there's a there's a there's a real level of um, yeah, there's structure, there's balance, and and it, and it shows. And and you have a lot of fun because those, those people you're talking about, they don't know what to do. They're that hour in, they don't know what to do anymore. That's why they're sitting out there. They're tired. They have no reason to push themselves. You know, right. they're not. They're not you know. To me, it's like a main thing of like. So my first op, Georgia Guardian Center. Um, the it's best. a main thing. The best, yeah. How many Nine hundred. Nine hundred players. But we had ourselves. We had twelve players yeah. at the Guardian Center, plus our um, our alliance, our brother team, the Miami Infidels were with us. Yes. Now most of the big ops, uh, we run with the Miami Infidels and now the Kentucky Infidels. At Stonebreaker, we were actually fifty-five deep. We had our own platoon. Correction, we were fifty-eight deep. Fifty-eight. That's all. I it was. The Tryhards, the Miami Infidels, and the Kentucky Infidels. Damn. And that, when I say our brother team, we train together. We have our training days. We go to their training field or they come to our training field here in Miami, Florida. And we've been together for almost two years. And those are literally people we've been for the same way. Yeah, Miami Infidels, Kentucky Infidels. Where we believe they, we would believe for each other. We would believe for them as well. So anytime that we're running a big op, our numbers just get bigger and bigger. And that's why you use that force, and we're the people that we don't sit. We don't sit back. We're true to our name. Right. You know, it's funny people laugh at tryhards. What the hell is that? That's so funny. That's a weird <laughs> name. And I said, watch us play. Watch us play, and you'll see why. There is no, I, you know, I tell my guys, if you need a break, stay at respawn, and when somebody comes in, reload their mags for them. Yeah. Do not walk off the field. <laughs> nobody, you know, nobody you know, likes reloading mags. Oh no, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a question. They'd rather, get, they'd rather get back on the field and hold the position, hold security. I'd rather go back. Hold security. Yeah. Get your breath back and then start pushing. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. And shout out to Doubtfire. That's our lieutenant on the team. You know, he's our medic. Right? It's also in there. You get We're dying, and we need that special IV to bring us back in. That's our guy right there. So yeah, you know, like it feels good. You know, like I was saying, that was my my first stop. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I walked in to a whole bunch of people I didn't know. It was my first event. I was like, in my mind, I was like, yo, this is crazy. A whole bunch of buildings. Four or five floors. I'm like, yo, how am I going to do this? I pay that matrix, my airsoft, but what is this, right? Um, you know, <laughs> we get, you know, we go get pre-inserted. They say, go. I look to my legs around, like, huh? What do you mean, go? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go right here, you know, but it just feels good to, you know, always look to your left, look to your right, and know that you always have somebody there with you. You know what I mean? It was good to always, you're in a building and there's eight of you guys, but, you know, six of six people got dead by a grenade 
And now you're like, okay, well, I know they're going to rush. You know, you, you look to your boy on the right and you're like, yo, get ready. Because it's going to be 10, 15 people walking in and there's only me and you. At we got our ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just it's it always feels good, you know, to always have that person with you. Then, you know, playing other ops, you know, you get more used to it now, you know, at first a BB will fly that will flinch. I'm like, Ew, you know, and laugh will tell me, yo, we videos of this guy at Guardian Center, but all credit to him. He was probably three months into it. Yes. Three months into it, if that. One of the and, he, and he went to the Guardian Center, which is literally 55, 55 buildings. And Jeez. his father's been on for almost two years now. So his father got him into it. Shout out, shout out to O. Oh, okay, yeah. great guy. Ooh, and he got him into O. Now he got in here and he talked him into it because he's like, <laughs> Dad, you think I'm ready? He's like, Yeah, man, don't worry about it. You know, take your kid, throw him in the deep end, see what happens. <laughs> Is what he did. <laughs> because every nay that came at this guy after the first tagging that blew up next to him, tagging would be close, not even like maybe 20 or 30 feet away, and you see him <laughs> of him going like this. And it was 20 or 30 feet away, but he remembered the one that landed five feet away from him. Right. <laughs> but if you see this kid now, he's a beast. You hear it a beast. You throw a grenade at him, he's gonna pick it up and throw it right back at you now. Now he's yeah, that yeah. type. Him and his dad, monsters. Dynamic monsters. Monsters. Whoever his dad is, he's right next to him. And I can always come do all used to be my six guy. After he joined the team, all disappeared. Now, now I know he's with him. Now he's okay. <laughs> now, okay. now they're they're my first man in instead yeah. of my six. I'm their six. You know what I mean? They've come yeah. a long way for the little amount of time that he's here, and he's amazing at it. Yes. I'm pretty proud of him. Yes, yes, yes. He still needs to get better, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you guys get in uh, with, like, another team? How did you make an alliance with another team, like uh, the Infidels and all that, just by playing what? at the same fields? No, what's crazy is is um, they saw our videos, and one of their lieutenants hit me up. And they're like, listen, you guys are just like us. We should talk. And we started talking. I checked out their Instagram. I'm like, holy crap, they do the same thing we do. And they were just switching over from paintball to airsoft. Nice. And their paintball game, they were playing paintball together for almost eight years. Damn. And they were all, most of them are all ex-military. The, the major now. Okay. Shout out to Toby. He's Ooh, part of the okay. Kentucky Infidels. Okay, he's ex-Marine, amazing man. You're okay, <laughs> and then he just handed the Miami Infidels to three different captains: Carlos, um, Steve, and Hollywood, and Hollywood, and Hollywood. Okay, shout out to the Miami Infidel captains from Miami Infidels. And these guys are all amazing. They stay on point, same thing as we do. It used to be Saturday and Sunday. Now they do Sunday. Actually, we actually just went to Kentucky for their hell day. Okay. To day. reach, to get in their team, they have basically a hell day, which is six hours of hell. Yeah, our training they days put, are boot camp. Like, our yeah. training days compared to theirs was nothing. I Like, I, ma I made a video for them, and I saw this, Shit. and I was like, wow, wow. Like, they ran two miles, then they hosed them down, they threw them in the sand, powdered the donuts. After yeah. They they made them, so you know what I'm talking about. You're ex-military, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, they <laughs> were taking yeah. a, a one-mile hike 
carrying a, a 300 pound fucking log between all of them. They were passing out. They were pushed through. It was insane. It was insane just to get on the team. Right, but it showed you. It showed you how bad they wanted to be on that team. How bad they wanted that brotherhood. Right. Which is basically what you want. This you be playing airsoft like we were talking about earlier. Everybody that quits these games, they're not having a good time. Right. Why are you paying two to three hundred dollars for a weekend and only playing an hour and a half of it? Yep. For that, just stay your local field. You ha you're having the same amount of time. Having a good time, and you don't have to. We spend maybe anywhere from six to a thousand dollars to go to these events. Yeah. Between the the driving, the transportation, the the thing. Trust right. me, the less time you get on that field, it's, it's the silliest thing. You know, and we're not out there just hiding behind trees. We're that team that that's looking for those memories. We're that team looking to make that action happen. Get that objective. You know, to get those objectives right. to make things happen. So we can have stories and memories. Because if you don't have stories and memories, did it really happen? Well, you, Are you going to want to do it again? That's why you got GoPros on her head. Right. right. You, know, <laughs> you know, the GoPro, <laughs> who, who needs a GoPro if you're not doing anything? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody's running around with cameras nowadays, but the only thing they're showing you is, oh, this guy cheated. Dude, why don't you show me what you did? Don't yeah. show me how somebody else cheated. You know what I mean? Show me the action you're putting into the, that show me how hard you play. Show me how good you are. Don't show yeah. me how far you can shoot. You know, that's all I got to say about that. I can shoot far. Keep talking, <laughs> Jump in. No, that's yeah. good, though. Talking about new guns, and she's all excited. I just got her. I got her one of the MTWs limited editions. Oh, and it's shit. Funny they only made 250 of them. I got number 170. On the Damn. team, on the, on the team, we have 17 of them. Holy oh, shit. 17 out of the 250. It's Cerakoted. It's gold Cerakoted. It's super nice. It's out. Um, oh, that's awesome. I got two 30. Please don't. Let's see. He's going to throw it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Please. Man, that is nice, bro. <laughs> Shout out to oh, MTW. Okay, MTW. Okay, MTW. Okay, MTW. Oh my God, she drops her gun. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. That's hers. All right. So <laughs> that, you don't even want to know what I've done with that guy. Watch, watch the rage paintball video. Fuck yeah, it. <laughs> Diving in the corners with that shit. $1,300 gun. Fuck it. <laughs> now, did, out, out, of all, out of the uh, 17, who did everyone get uh, the custom ones? Yeah. Everybody got the custom ones. Yes. That is cool. It's pretty insane. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah MTW Ozone. Um, Wolverine. You're looking for a team to sponsor. I'm just saying we have your guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do it, you know? We, we make videos abusing them. Do you guys have any sponsors right now? Yes, we have um, three separate sponsors. We have Fajashi, which is great sites. They make, let me just get a uh, thing with a Fajashi site on it, please. They make sites, flashlights, very, very affordable. Yeah. Excellent, nope. Excellent, nope, nope, nope. Excellent guns. I mean, excellent um, tactical stuff for a great price, especially 
for airsoft. Because you know how yeah. flashlights are always getting blown out. We're talking right. about 1,200 loom flashlights for $35, dollars You know what I mean? And they work amazing with pressure switches, everything. Shout out to Fijashi. They've been with us for almost six months. No, about almost close to a year now. Then okay. we have um, Design to Growth, which, which makes our team shirts, our banners. One of, the members, one of our members is Kunta. Shout out to him. He's an amazing guy. He's been with the team, Kunta Airsoft. He's been with us for almost two years now. If you see this banner behind it, we have like the T-shirts you're looking at now. Everything and anything. When we run our ops, we do our um, private ops. You name it. This cars. He can do it. He's got it. Oh shit! Okay. And then we also have PMC Airsoft. Okay, they do. It's basically an online store for airsoft. Amazing guys. They've been in the business almost 15 to 20 years here in Florida. Just to carry their name is amazing. They're great, great people. They used to be a team. They're still a team, but they're not as active as they were. They switched from a, a big, huge store to an online store now. Shout out to PNC Airsoft. Amazing okay. guys. I okay. think I've I think I've seen the that name somewhere or I've heard about it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're big. They're big. They're real yeah. big, especially down south. You okay. know, online an online store. They carry everything and anything if they get it for you. You know what I mean? And yeah. we're still working with some more sponsorship, guys. And I'll have I'll have you with so many patches you look like a nascar but if somebody's helping you pay for the game it is what it is you know what i mean right. it is what it is. you do what you gotta do hell yeah man that's uh that's pretty cool you guys got a tight team oh yeah, oh, yeah. and we're so tight our wedding was just last oh. year we had about eight groomsmen all of them were all our tryhard members yeah. all just up in airsoft for beach formal, but with the tactical vest, you know. Oh, all yeah. oh no! If you would have seen that, it was a wedding that like yeah, you wouldn't picture. believe. That that picture. We have we <laughs> have, uh, how do I explain? Imagine a, a beach and on a beach, right? There were still people around us, right? But we went to the spot to be able to do the 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 party, the the thing. So what happens is. This is oh, actually our cool. engagement picture. This is one of our engagement pictures. Our engagement up? pictures, we actually know it's good enough. We had our engagement pictures at the, the field we play at, at our private, at our at our field. Yeah, put it on the seat right here. Oh, shit. She was in a green dress. What? I was in a nice, all white, wearing our tactical gear. We're guns. If you've seen these engagement pictures, like people were like, I can't believe you guys did stuff like that. That's amazing. But then when we had the wedding, it was even crazy because my guys were wearing their 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 ties, their their tactical vests. We had everything but our guns. We had so, guests right if they had to go back to right. The we were coming onto like, the we were coming, coming onto the beach, and everybody's like, "What's going on over here?" You should have seen me walking down Miami Beach and me dressing all white, and I had all those guys walking with me in tactical vests. You know oh, what I mean? Shit. So everybody would drive by, like, "What is going on over here?" Like, Who looked like a celebrity. Guy? <laughs> this is exactly. It was the funniest thing, and I was running late because I was at a hotel getting ready, and I had to get across the street to get to onto the beach. So we're kind of hustling, running fast, and everybody you see everybody looking at from the car, like what's going on? And it was a great day, followed by an amazing reception. Yeah, I mean, we had over two hundred and fifty people. We had just got the Hummer. We had the Hummer set up. We had oh, this shit. netting all set up. It was like we made it an airsoft wedding. 
I got my call sign that night. You got my call sign that night, Sansa. <laughs> you got to see him dance, Sansa. That's why. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> we can, the call signs on all the teams are usually, it's usually something funny. The captain will find like a, a funny moment and, um, you know, like I'm salsa because of the way I was dancing at the wedding that night. Gotcha. He'll tell you the story more. I mean, drop, he drops the stuff all the time. Oh, oh, nice. All the time, including himself. Sometimes. <laughs> That's actually magic. If you've seen him with a deck of cards, you would never yeah. want to play him in anything. You know, you just, yeah. at, least, at least as long as he's got short sleeves, you know. I was a magician for 22 years. Before oh, shit. I got it. Well, I did it all. So when I, you know, oh, why is it call sign magic? And I'll show him a card trick and they're like, wow. Yeah. You know, I used to carry decks of cards off on the field just for fun. Oh, shit. And Thea, they call her Thea because she's the art. Thea means art in Spanish. So she's basically the aunt, I'm at, of, the I'm the aunt of Airsoft. Everybody's my niece <laughs> and nephew. I'm the hugger. So I'm the one that says, hey, 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 I'm tired. I haven't seen you since the end of the year. Give me some love. Hell you know? yeah. Hey, I'll see you. And then we're like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man, Jax over here, Jax. Because if you look close, you get closer. <laughs> um, what's the, the show, anybody? Charlie Hunnam. Shout out what is Paul. it? Sons of, Sons of Anarchy, the main guy, the blonde kid. Oh, right, right. That's him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Juju, he's the, one of the only ones that actually literally came with a call sign. His name is Juju. That's, that's my nickname. That's your call sign. Ready to go. My son, we called him Riot. Funny story. Because when he first got into Airsoft, he was like, Dad, I want a riot shield. I said, okay, I'm going to get you a riot shield. And I know... As soon as I get him a riot shield, okay, what's he gonna do? He's gonna be scared to death. I don't, we teach, one of the main things we teach here in, with the tryhards is be aggressive. Yeah. Because anybody can camp. Anybody that's, you know, that doesn't win the games. I'm sorry, aggressiveness wins the games. Right. And that's what I love to teach. That's what I've always taught. You know, you learn the aggressiveness of airsoft, everything else can fall in place, you know? So I gave him the right shield. Actually, he actually still, <laughs> still had this right shield for almost three years now. Hell he yeah. hasn't touched it for almost two years, thank God. Okay? <laughs> so we've had this right shield for him, and I got it for him. The first day, we set gold. So we would come down, and he would literally oh, that looks walk cool. He would walk off a, walk, run out of respawn about 10 feet, stay, put the feet shield down, and stay there behind the shield <laughs> with a P90, like it was his new tree. He had oh, a shit. tree. He will be nowhere close to the action, but he will be hiding behind that rice shield with the other side. So I had to take the rice shield away from him, but his call sign stayed right because it, it just got really bad. Excuse me, one second. Okay. Okay, so now, nice. a, a couple quick shout outs since we're talking about call signs. Um, we have. Butcher, which we we talked about. Crash, which is the one that's in the military, coming back. Hope this is last year, 20 years. He's gonna finish like 20 years Damn. in the service. Drop, which is his roommate. I don't know what no, that means. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Playing. That's that's my that's my airsoft son. Okay. That's my airsoft son. Gotcha. Okay. And I, I know he got pussy. I don't know about this one, but I know the other one did. <laughs> Excuse my language. Okay. And we have Frank, which is evil. Tony, which is good. Doubtfire, which is my lieutenant. Also, John, 
We have Mariana, which is money, which is the other female on my team. We have another female, which is a recruit right now, which is Kiwi, which is Butch's daughter. Javi, which is uh, Miami police officer. I don't know if I can say that. He's also on the team. He's not here right now. Shout out to him. We have George, which is face, which is the other one is supposed to be. Yes, he's on the Punta, which is the one of our sponsors, also a team member that does the, the shirts and everything. Yeah. Shout out to him. Jax is here. Oh, Sebastian, one of our new recruits. Will, which is um, what's Will's Titan, which is Butch's son. Then we have Anthony, which is Blade, which is um, Butcher's nephew. Butcher came with his whole family. Butcher came with his whole family. All he's missing is the dogs and the cats. Angelo and Angelo, Andre, which is also recruits. No, Angelo's a team member, but he doesn't live here right now. He's on break. And that's it. If we miss one, we love you. Oh, and our Pope Colony also love all real shadows. Dude, I can I can sit here and make a list of it's gonna take up the whole podcast, man. We gotta talk. We gotta talk. Ask us some questions, please. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, at the end, we'll uh, you'll definitely have to send me a list of all the people you want to tag. Definitely, I can do that. That was half. Shout out to Kai, you know. Oh, the man. So so no. This is the like I said. We can keep going. Actually, like. The family, you know, it's a huge family, and like I said, when we run together, we run together. Precious Bill, even though she's on the green team, you know, she's another female airsofter. So shout out to her. You Echo know. Four, which is amazing. It's crazy because Echo Four is a rivalry, but good, good, great team to play with. We love playing with them. Every single op, they're from Paul, they're from Paul County as well. They go to almost every single Milsom event that we go to. And we yeah. always go up against each other, and it never fails. It could be 50 people there or 1,000 people there. It never fails. We end up going up against each other. And they have some amazing JTF missions when they do their operations. So if you guys ever have a chance to check out the JTF missions, go check them out because they they do some great stuff. They're okay. really good people as well. Okay, so now to the question. Yeah, yeah, question. <laughs> yeah. So, Laz, how did you get... You questions. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, I'm boring. You don't even ask me questions. <laughs> My shit's boring. I want to hear your stuff. Yeah, it's fun, you know, it's funny. You kind of look like Dogfire, which is one yeah. of the Oh, <laughs> shit. He's almost exactly like our lieutenant. If he was here right now, we'd get like, you were like, shut up, Long lost brother. Long lost brother. It's just insane. I'm like, oh, shit. That yeah. looks like looking at Hell yeah. So, um, when you were, uh, how did you get into Airsoft to begin with, Laz? Way Ooh. back in uh, yeah, what, Massachusetts? Is that where you yeah, yeah. Take a drink break, you know? <laughs> so the video locked up right after I asked yeah. you that question. Oh, really? Thank God. Yeah. I, only I didn't, I didn't hear one thing after that. It just, as soon as, uh, as soon as Salsa got up, it, it, went out, it just locked up. Nice, Salsa. I checked the wire. He ran into the computer this time instead of the thing. Okay, so my story begins. I had just bought my first home and I needed, and I had an office. I'm a big movie fanatic. And I had posters of Scarface everywhere. And my my favorite movie at the time was um, 
Matrix, I think it was. Back yeah. in 98, 99. And I said, I need every gun that's in the movie Matrix. Okay. But I didn't want to buy toys of them. I wanted replicas. And you know? alive yet? And I said, Hey, this is going to be 21. Leave them alone, okay? Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. So I go to this place. They told me, okay, you want to go replicas, go to this place called Army Barracks in New Hampshire. Now, they do the big airsoft store. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go check this place out. I walked in there, and I was like, wow. And back then, I was even doing real steel. So when I was doing real stuff, I'm like, these things are replicas? And they're like, yeah. And when they handed it to me, I was like, whoa, hold on. This is great. This is amazing. You started applying for all the And cards. I was like, wait, this is, this is what I'm talking about. These are the replicas I'm looking for. So I handed him a list. I handed him a list of what the guns I wanted. Because I printed out a list of from Matrix. They're like, you want all this? I'm like, yeah. I said, he said, okay, do you want high-end stuff or you want low-end? What do you mean? What, what kind of, what do you, where are you going to play? How are you shooting? I'm like, play? What are you talking about? I said, no, just let, put, put a package together and see what I got. Walked away with $2,800 worth of guns. My first Holy day, $2,800 worth of guns. My first day. Got home. I was like, oh, my God, amazing. Put it on my wall. Oh, man, look at this. Oh, put it on my wall. Put it on my wall. They sat on my wall for almost months, just looking beautiful. I had no idea what they were. Oh, my God. So I said, one day, let me look this up. And I saw my first video of a place called Ghost Town in um, Bridgewater, Massachusetts. And I was like, Whoa. And they had that 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 song um let the bodies hit the floor oh, playing yeah. in the back. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Bah, 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 bah. I was like, oh my God, I gotta try this. How do I do this? I started looking it up. Okay, okay. Wow. I got now I lived in a place called Lawrence, Massachusetts, which is the hood. Literally the hood. It was 15, 20 minutes away. It's a little New York. Really, really bad, right? And I started inviting my friends over. I said, yo, I got all these guns. They're toys, but they're amazing. Come play. We're going to play in our backyard. Now I had a house. It wasn't that big. The yard wasn't that big. But <laughs> we started playing airsoft there. I bought the BBs. I found out how everything plays. I said, okay. We're running in, start shooting each other. Pow! Somebody gets hit in the head. Oh, my head hurts. We got to wear beanies or hoodies or something. Wear hoodies. Boom, boom. Second time we play, somebody gets shot in the head of the nose. And they're like, oh, shit, that shit hurt. Fuck, what if it gets in our eyes? We started wearing <laughs> eye protection. First two times we played airsoft, no eye protection. Yeah. We had no idea. We had no idea what this stuff consists of. So we were learning as we go, which is crazy when you think about it. We could have lost an eye. I've never been talking to you like this right now. You understand? So and it was even crazier because it was in the hood and we would start one team in the backyard and one team in the front yard. Now the front yard was literally on the sidewalk. Oh shit. And I made sure I talked to my neighbors and let them know what was going on. And the whole neighborhood knew us as these crazy kids playing with these toy guns. We would show them the ammo, those little plastic BBs and yeah. everything. And until the first time that a police officer actually drove by. 
and actually look like we we just got so into it. We started bringing you know junk walls, you know anything that we found and brought it. And my backyard looked like a junkyard. Let's put it that way. We had guys <laughs> on top of my garage sniping, shooting oh, at shit. 50 feet per second at 10 feet. You know what I mean? It was, oh, God. Know, it was insane. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Let me look this up further. And then I found the field in New Hampshire. Oh, man, it was over from that day on. Not to take the, the, the story any further, but I literally, I bought myself all black. Okay? I needed to wear all black. It was cold up there, so I wore a long black trench jacket. I got myself two holsters. I literally had one holster on one side, one holster on the, on the yeah. other side. The literally, yeah. I had three <laughs> all Matrix guns. So I thought I was literally going over there with the Matrix look, right? Hell yeah. I had two drop holsters on my legs. I had a shotgun in my back, M4, another gun. I literally had five guns on me at least oh, right and i'm with all these i look so cool in my eyes right and i get there and i see all these guys in od all these uniforms and i was like okay i didn't care i was like i gotta do it and the first day i went it was literally pouring and i didn't care i needed to do this so i was out there one of the craziest newbies ever carrying five guns <laughs> shooting everything and anything, but I didn't kill nobody, not one person. Oh, shit. Oh, I started getting shot from everywhere and anywhere. And it's crazy when I think about that now, because you see all these newbies, you see all these new people, and you're like, oh my God, you feel so bad for me. And you think about it back 17 years ago that you were that guy. Yeah. And I can just imagine me running in there looking the way I did. Throwing guns around, trying to see which one would shoot further or closer, not getting one kill. But you know what? I fell in love with this game that day. Because that day, I wanted to start my own team. There was, oh, and it was crazy because back then, it was how do I, it was all white people. There yeah. was literally no Spanish or black people playing this game. And oh, right, all, right. And like I in the sport. All, right, in the sport. I got yeah, yeah. all my Spanish friends. Come on, you got to try this. You got to try this. I started my own team, okay, like that. You ready for the team name? <laughs> S period P period I period C. Get out of here. <laughs> okay? He said it. Skilled, he said it. skilled personnel in command. I literally still have one of my shirts upstairs. Oh, okay? that's funny, dude. And it was, dude, it was all, like, give and take. It was, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Okay, that didn't work. Let's do this. But we were just crazy. And all the Spanish kids, I brought four Spanish kids with me, and we all played. In less than two weeks, nobody wanted to play anymore. Oh, that shit hurt too much. What the, I was, what kind of pussies are you? <laughs> so at the end of the day, we go down two years later. My team is almost 16 strong. And I have me and one other Spanish kid on my team. Everybody else was white. Oh, shit. And we made it so far. We started going to operations. It was a blast. It was a blast. It yeah. was great. And that's that's basically my story and how I got into Airsoft. 
you started meeting guys at the field and start oh, uh, yeah. picking yeah. up team yeah. members at the he's field. Yep, that's all. This guy, bro, he, he's got to be there early so he can meet, bro. There's, everybody knows this guy. He's got to do a thousand conversations. You can't even find him out I say he's too friendly. Yeah, he's that's why. Friendly. That's why we have ranks so you have other people to go to because you can't find him. And so he's on the field, too, because he's not killing it. Yeah. Uh, he knows how to delegate. That's called being smart, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. No, this guy is definitely – I taught communication. I taught to everyone and anyone. You know what I mean? When we see – that's how I, I want them to be. I want everybody to be as friendly as possible. Because yeah. if you're friendly before the game, guess what you're going to be during the game, with enemy or without enemy. And right. even after the game, no matter the outcome, you should still be friendly with the people you were playing with. Because at the end of the day, these are toys. Yeah. We might be grown men playing with toys. You don't play with toys unless you're planning to have fun. Exactly. And if you're not having fun, why are you playing? Yep. So you're better to play with than, it, than with your friends. Well, There's- see, that's a, a lot of people talk about, you know, teams that are like going too hard, right? Like uh, training too hard, pushing too hard. Well, if you don't, you know, if you lose every fucking game, like every single time you guys go out there, like you have 15 people on your team and all 15 die in the first five minutes because y'all suck. That's not fun either. So like losing is not fun. You know, <laughs> like you got to train. We have gone out about it, but we don't lose the words. Right. We have gone right. out and we have got totally wrecked, destroyed because we are extremely aggressive. Yeah. We are extremely aggressive. We're, we're the type that's, okay, you see anybody? No. Okay, you four, go. Pa, pa, pa. Okay. Now they, we know where they are. Go get a different angle of engagement. We're willing to give up sacrifice. We can sacrifice everybody and anybody. But I'll tell you what, you'll get us for that first five minutes. But as soon as we come back, if you're still in that same spot, I'm sorry. We're going to take you out and plus the two more platoons behind you. Because you were supposed yeah. to be setting up that line that you got taken out. You know, we're, we're, we're that team. Anytime that somebody needs something done, they send us, and I can guarantee you it's going to get done. It might take, sometimes it'll take longer, depending on the skill level that we're playing against. It might take longer than others, but you know what? We'll get it done because we're true to our name. You know, try hard. Kill till we die. Kill till we die. And then we'll be right back. Plus, that's the most effective way because, like, you have people who – you have like, you know, 15, 20 guys sitting on one doorway going against one guy for like oh 30 God. minutes. And it's like, right. and it's like, yo, what are you doing? You know, like my thing is, if I run in there and get lit up by the 10 people on the left, now when I come back, I know there's 10 people on, on the left. So it's, to me, it's it's actually better. And it kind of sucks. So I wear short sleeves. So you see me all red marked and stuff. And um, I work retail. So like people are looking at my arm, like, yo, what is that? And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I mean, my thing is, like, I just like to run in, you know, and I remember back in GTI, that was my first time there, we're, we're going to go and hit a corner, the whole bunch of behind cars, we'll probably at, at least 30 of them there, and last goes, we're going to hit that corner, but we are going to die. And I look at him like, oh, he's like, we are going to die, ready? Ready, and then we had 10 guys on the inside, five guys running out with smokes, and it was just crazy. We had to wipe it out, but we went back to respawn, came right back, and kept going until we... Ended up owning that whole thing, you know. And it's in my defense when I did send them, we had the Miami Infidels yeah. flanking from back. Yes. I was yeah. on the radio with the whole yes. team <laughs> ready to, to punch out of a building that they were protecting. 
So when we pushed on the right side, our whole team got wiped out, eliminating two or three. They wiped out 15 of us, but yeah. the Miami Infidels punched out and eliminated the two squads we yeah. needed to from the back. And like, I So it too. literally worked out. You know, a lot of guys are yeah. like, why would you do something like that? I was like, it's better than staying here doing nothing. As long yeah. as I got my security taking care of my objectives, I was told to keep them busy. They were at that respawn. The respawn was that thing. I, they, they told me to keep the pressure going. And I kept, kept coming up with ways to keep the pressure on. And that was one of the ways. I needed Miami. Miami infidels were inside, bundled up, 20, 25 deep, not doing anything, just protecting the door. And I called them up. I said, do me a favor, punch out. Give me at least 10 or 15 guys to wipe these guys out from behind so we can move up. Because after we got wiped out, the 15 of us, we waited a three-minute bleed out, went back to respawn. And not only were we able to take that corner, but we were taking that corner and continue on because that corner yeah. was already eliminated well, like and was being held by, by position. You know? yeah. we're, we do military tactics playing airsoft. We bring the military tactics to airsoft. So in that theory, you know you can be revived. So that's one of the reasons why if you have them behind you, we can run in and half the time we're bringing most of those guys back. Those guys that went in and did that job, when the infidels come in behind us, before that three minutes is over, gunfights are fast. They're already got us back up, and we have 30, 40 guys already there because we understand the game. Now, you wouldn't do that in real tactics because you don't just send people in to die. But when you understand right. the, you know, we were trying to take position, it's different. You know, like it's a, it's a tactic in itself built for airsoft, you know, done in a, in a, in a military tactic style. Then, you know, so it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's our own, you know, way of doing things. That's and, then like, win. and then, like, one right. thing is, like, you go and think about it, and you're like, why would you do that? But that layout was so perfectly planned that that allowed us not only to be able to take that corner, but to defend the three objectives behind us. So they're trying to push in. If you if you hit that force against them as well, no matter if you go back to respawn, come back, if you keep pushing with that force, those three objectives that we're holding, they're not going to be able to take. So at first you're like, okay, so why would you rush in? But it's not the fact of rushing in. It's the fact of objective in games. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, you get those objectives behind you. And just like Elias was saying, when you have somebody security, you know, you got those four or five people holding that security, but you got 30 of them try, trying to run in, push that force as well, hold them <laughs> off as much as possible. So now when the other team comes around and takes them out, you know, we got that whole area basically taken over and that's basically like our territory. So like I said, at first you would be like, okay, so what does he mean run in? Think about it and lay out into a plan that just allowed us to not only attack but defend those objectives as well. Right. He's right. He's, you got to really think. It is, it's a huge game of chess. Mm -hmm. and everyone always has to think three paces ahead, not only for yourself as a team, but as a solo individual thinking of everyone else. But that I feel like that's what makes us so different than other Airsoft teams out there, whether it be a South Florida Airsoft team, North Florida Airsoft team, or any Airsoft team, is that we know how to work together as a family, in a, but also, like, off the field and on the field. There, there's a sense of trust that we know that even when we respawn, we're going to wait at respawn until someone else gets there to have our back when we go back out there and fight. Regardless of where we are, where, what we're doing, we will always have someone on our back, whether it be a tryhard, an infidel, or whatever team we're running with at that time. 
we know that we can trust we're not running solo. No matter what we're doing, we will always have someone on our back watching us. We make an impact right. on the people and make the people that play with us know you've you've heard it the cap thousand times. Oh, those are the tryhards. Like we stack oh, yeah. up on we see people stacked up on walls doing nothing, and we show up and they're like, Oh, let them through. And I mean, they you can see them as we're working to that spot. They've been in the same spot. We get there, we throw a grenade in, we chase that grenade, we take that wall for them that they've been sitting there fighting for the whole time. And that gives the people that we play with this sense of team with like you see tryhards, you know you can go in. I've heard it so many times. Right. Oh, you're tryhard, and you can see them follow us. I mean, I've I've taken leadership in certain scenarios where it, it's it's a natural thing because I've played so much with other people around me. And when I have all these, there was a moment where there's people on a, a they were hitting our spawn, and I go on the corner and I see, I turn around, I run back, and I start calling guys who's on the other side of our spawn to come to me, trying to be quiet. And I realized that I don't know none of these people. None of them are tryhards. They're all noobs. They're rentals. I met, I recognized one guy, actually. And when I went to and me and him had to take charge and lead this, this flank because that's what we do. And, it, you know, we all got good footage. We all got to take that. And, and you know, I'm over here. Well, you can take prisoners. And I'm yelling at people. I'm like, grab them all. Take them as prisoners. You know, you become this, uh, this, this, this beacon for, for the people in, in the in the um in the field you know it's actually really nice being a big unit you know you can tell when a tryhard comes into the room who's owning control not for sure and then because what? What? No. base is here by the way and this is yeah here. welcome tactical face up, man? tactical face new call sign made as fuck that's an old call this is what we call hot shot right here yeah. hollywood times there you go but just like what he was saying, it creates that impact of, you know, you walk into a room and now, you know, at first in your head, you know, you're going in, let's say it's you and your buddy, you guys are about to rush in. Now you have people asking, hey, what do you want me to do next? And you're like, huh? And like, they get, you have people you've never seen before and they're like, what do you want me to do next? So that's how you know that you're leading that example of you're pushing and you're leading to be able to get everybody with you and, you know, get that objective, clear that room out because, you know, if we're all wearing tag. We all have multicam on. You know, sometimes, you know, if my patch is in the front, you won't know who I am from, from from behind. But when you have that one person who comes in your short taps you, hey, yo, where do I go? You know, that's how you know you're creating that impact of leadership and you're creating that impact of change where they want to be with you and they want to do whatever you're doing and they want to kick ass. Right. Exactly. Because at an op, there's no... The only sense of leadership are the generals and like the ones that were appointed leadership. And then of course, squad leaders and stuff. You don't go into a room and immediately look around and go, all right, where's leadership? It, it'll automatically like, yeah. obviously the one who goes to training, the one who goes and actually puts his heart to the test, everyone's going to look at that person and be like, what do we do? And obviously the two that are going in, three or four that are going in as a squad, as a team, as like uniform... The people that are all around solo coming in, just going to play, they're going to see that and they're going to be like, all right, well, that looks like what we should be doing. So <laughs> we're just going to go and follow that. And that's, yeah. why and have, then, that's why we have rank too, because the people that are higher ranked on our teams, one of the main, oh, Doubtfire, Drop, uh, Face, you know, uh, Crash, uh, Lab, the Captain, any one of them, if you are in a room with them, almost, I mean, Drop is my best friend. And dude, I, there, there's never really a moment where I'm leading. Because it's the 
it's the experience. It's the type of way that you play, you know, like I can take leadership. I've just told that I could, but at the same time, you can see it. The leader is the leader. And it, it, it comes from something different than, you know, you can't just walk in and say, I'm leader. You have to be leader. You have to right. show that you're leader. You have to know who yeah. you are. And that's, that's something that we all try to build in our team together. And everybody know that when you're at an op, you can help people because as we said, some of these dudes are in an hour and a half, they're out. They don't know what they're doing anymore. And, you know, right. you want to give them that sense of, being on a team and like, oh man, I, I had so much fun when I played with the tryhards. I, so many people messaging, dude, I had so much fun in carnage, you know, like it's, 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 um, it's a, it's, it's, it's part of the game, you it's know, immersive experience. Yeah. Like, let me add to that and cut in about the, the ranking. Let me make this clear. This is not a military ranking. We do not believe in stealing honor. So it is an airsoft ranking that we have placed in place just so everybody right. knows who's been here longer, who has the most experience. Because oh, yeah. a lot of people get it twisted. A lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, come on, you guys are doing all this, this training. And why don't you just join the army? It's like, dude, a lot of us have. We want to shoot each other. We're not to start any problems with any real steel or military. Trust me. We are here to play airsoft. The game. I'm not the one. I will never. Doing this out of respect. That I'm a better player than anyone. If anybody asks me, yo, how long you been playing? I tell them two weeks. If anybody <laughs> doesn't know who I am and they play with me, if they ask me, I answer the best. I, if I meet when I know meet when new people come to the field, I make sure I pick up those new people and I introduce myself as as who I am and to my family because I want them to feel wanted. I want them to come back. They're our future. Without them, we have no game. Right. And that's what it comes down to. So everybody has to understand that. You know, the, that mentality when you come into this game is only going to make this game better. We have, dude, this game was featured in South Park. That yeah. is yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Got that patch on my back. Nobody knew who this game was. You know, yep. now it's it's huge. It's huge. And I think it's going to be bigger than paintball one day. Like they oh, say yeah. in a lot of this, uh, the openings they always tell you you have to repeat with them and, and it's something like we're silly men playing silly war games you know like you because some people get there and they need to know that that's what we're doing and some people have that mentality that you know and that that's you that's cool because everyone's here for their own reasons but that's not us we're here to have fun i play video games he plays video games he plays video games call of duty you know what i mean like battlefield right. things like that you got him the, the matrix scarface you know we have our inspirations from Lord. from other Lord. things yeah that is that made us like this and of course we have the respect for the military you know that's that's a lot of the people that's where fortunate to have the that's what it's and to help with the things that's 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 where it comes from but you know it's it's a game we're trying to take advantage of the game in the best way we can you know, that's a, that's a recent thing for me, uh, finding out about this, uh, where some, like, I guess, I don't know if they're veterans or just in general people, whatever, are, like, getting butt hurt because, you, you know, you say, you dress it, you know, like the airsoft thing where the mill sims and the, the rankings and all this, like, they're the stolen valor shit, like, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck, yeah. like, who would get upset about that, like, I, I never understood that. Uh, I just started finding out about that recently. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing where people would get pissed that you're trying to, you know, that you're, I guess, you know, mimicking military tactics and military gear and, uh, you know, call signs and rankings uh, for milsims. It's called military simulation. Like, fucking yeah. duh. <laughs> I, mean, well, well, I mean, I 
You have to acknowledge. I feel like they're all coming to a sense of like. It's a sense of it's a sense of sacrifice that comes with the tactics that the yes Milsom, but at the same time, maybe the people that are seen like mad are yeah. It's a game. It's a it's something that we go out to do to put respect onto the military, but maybe it. They just see it as like, uh, that's what we, when we had to sacrifice ourselves. I can see that, but at the same time, the big saying they always say is impersonations is the highest form of flattery. So, you know, yeah. at the same time, the, you know, I, the people who are on this team that have military backgrounds, or even one of my friends who's a veteran who's only played one or two times, they have a very big respect for the game. You know, they understand where it's coming from. And I think a lot of the people that do the, you know, that are butthurt, haven't immersed themselves into it to understand what it is because there was um there was a guy who's out there what what is it big I think it's big I don't know the guy's name I think it's big dog or something but he flies he sponsors um real like veterans and flies them out to these events has them do the helicopter there must be something when somebody walks down that one side there yeah yeah it's definitely funny that would be about that. George we have a George um you, uh, you want to move the beers I think just in case it's you want to have uh, – do you guys want to have Face sit up in front and uh, – Yeah, coming up right now. Yeah. All right, cool. This is technical Face. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, dog, why you guys get so hard like that? Okay. Smell What's that up, man? <laughs> I try my best. That's the point. That's the, that's the Don't worry. You can't smell There's it. no flies. First of all – Thank you for having us over here. It's a huge honor. To he says, thank you. It's a great honor to be here. Yeah. <laughs> this is not that good, so I'm going to help him out. Yeah. Oh, you're good, man. And this is a great opportunity to clear basically our intention when we play this. And we based on respect. This is a extremely tool to express respect to everyone and a great way to actually have fun without actually getting killed. We all here, as he says, we came from the gaming area. I love Call of Duty since day one. And yeah. this was my opening to actually live barely what the real guys did one day. And we honor that every F day. I actually feel respect for everyone on the field. And this is an awesome sport that I will love to everyone know or at least try once because you can do this yeah, with your family. You can do this with your son. You can do this with your friend. You can join them and we'll be like, what the fuck is this? Because what <laughs> we do is what the fuck. Yeah. Do, you feel me? We, we That's do. what we do. We're tryhards. Yeah, most, yeah. Uh, most people don't just play once. Once they play, they're, that's it. They're hooked. They're hooked. Yeah. They're hooked. So, Eric, real quick, to build on that, what we were just talking about, these guys in the military and stuff, I understand why they get upset. But I don't, honestly, but... We're, just, we're doing what we do. It's At the end of the day, it's LARPing. It's pretending yeah. to be something. It's acting. Right. But some of us take it more, you know, we look at it more as a sport, a fun, something fun to do. You know, it's like paintball without paintball guns. We yeah. want something that look more real. We want to get more into it. It makes it more fun for us. But don't don't get it twisted. We do not think we're doing what they do. We know what they do. Right. We know why they did it. 
And we thank them for that. That's why I can't understand why veterans or whoever would get butt hurt over somebody playing a sport like that. Like that, that's, they're two separate things, like right. completely two separate things. Like I don't, you know, it doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, you know, it, it's, if people go in the reserves, were, were you in the military last? No, sir. I was okay. born in Cuba, so I was never, I didn't make the military. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, well. You said earlier. I think you had a uh, you had a team where it was like mostly veterans and that kind of stuff. But um, you know, the in the military, guys are all you. You always make fun of everybody. Like if you're in the, you know, I was in the Marine Corps. If you're in the Marines, you're going to make fun of the Navy. You're going to make fun of the Air Force. You're going to everyone makes fun of the Air Force. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, a chair force or whatever. But uh, we and if you don't make fun of that, you make fun of people that didn't go active duty. You know, they went reserves or the ROTC or whatever. I mean, that's just fucking around, you know, but the, to, to, I guess I never understood the stolen valor bullshit anyway. Like people have been exaggerating about their life for fucking ever, you know, that, that with everything you go fishing, man, I got, I caught one this big, you know, it was a little tiny perch or whatever, you know, like th this, who cares if somebody says, yeah, I was in the military when they weren't. I don't. I it never bothered me. I don't give a shit. But you know the airsoft thing. Like people go out and play pickup games with football. Does that mean they're trying to, you know, say that they're in the NFL or whatever? Like who fucking cares anyway? So you know, go out there and do your shit. I love that you guys are uh, you know training as hard as you are. That you're putting all this shit on Instagram. Those videos you have, they're inspiring. I love it. You know, now, but here's, here's one quick way to say it. thank you very much for that. Here's one quick way for me to look at it is people have been LARPing for years. Yeah. People LARP and become the and pretend they're Vikings. Right. You think Viking was alive today, they would look at these people and say, What the fuck are you doing? And get pissed off about <laughs> it? No, because a fucking Viking is a Viking. Yeah. And he wouldn't give a fuck about a person pretending to be a Viking. Exactly. So if you're a fucking soldier and you did everything you could for your country, why would you give a fuck about us? Well, yep. we're just enjoying what you did for us. Yeah, it's a sport, man, and it's fun to do, and it's there's a lot of camaraderie there. And you know, the thing is, most people, uh, you know, so they you you're always kind of working towards something. You know, when you're growing up, you're on well, you do what your parents tell you or whatever, you know, until you're like a teenager and then you're like, fuck you. But you know, you go, you know, you finish school, whatever it is, you go into military, you go get a job, you start whatever it is you do. After you leave that, you know, environment where you're kind of, you know, the family unit and you're kind of like on your own, like, Oh, what do I do? Like working a job is fucking boring, bro. After like three months, you learn everything in that job. Like you make some friends and everything. That's cool. But it's fucking boring. You work your job and you have nothing to come home to. Like, whether, you know, if you have kids and you're busy, you know, little kids, whatever, you're busy as fuck. Kids, my wife and I have five kids, okay? So, and they were all little together. They're all grown now. But, uh, you know, that's a busy time. But, I mean, after that, like, you're looking for something to be a part of. And these teams in the air, you know, in Airsoft, uh, that's... Man, I think that's why there's a huge attraction for it because a lot of these teenagers growing up now, they don't have anything to go to. Exactly. Like they don't have something to be a part of. And if you don't have a purpose in life and feel a part of something, 
you're going to be fucking boy. Like it's it's not good for us as human beings, you know. Yeah. All right, now Ollie, be quiet. Let me talk because I've been trying to say something on that. <laughs> Speaking on the teenage subject, it's absolutely true. What we do with airsoft, we have we started off with a squad of juniors that we were teaching the same brotherhood, the same camaraderie, honor, respect, dignity, everything that these soldiers are fighting for our country. So if these kids, like my son, who's now wanting to enroll in the Navy, he wants to go to the Navy General TC. So we want to enroll and help these kids mold them into a path that'll bring them up. Can you imagine if more of these kids had more hands-on with the airsoft field, how many more less school shootings we would have? Because you're already out playing Call of Duty on a field when you know you're not going to really So why go and do it? Right. You know, you have a game that you can dedicate your heart and soul to. I don't know. I just get passionate when I talk about kids in airsoft. That's a lot of, a lot of those, to add on to that, a lot of those players that are out there are good influences. I mean, not everybody has a dad or has a mom and right. anybody who's out there that has those leaderships, you know, it's like, I, I, we were at an op and I go and walk up to a kid with my buddy and we're, you know, I'm 30 years old, but he's we're in our 30s, you know, I'm smacking this like 16 year old kid on the back, telling him he did a great job right in front of his parents. And I'm sure as I'm walking away, I'm like, oh, like I, I noticed, I'm like, oh, that was probably great for them, you know, because these parents are worried about their kids getting hurt or whatever. And they see that they have people that are showing them a good time and, 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 and giving them a good, uh, good energy, you know, making them feel wanted. And that's what you want. You know, when they, when they, when you talk about uh, people, you know, you want people to smile in front of your kids. You don't want negative people around your kids. You want, you know, right. kids, you want to show them the best of the world. You don't want them to be like, why is that guy so sad? You know, they'll never really ask why that guy's happy. You just enjoy the energy, you know? So like, that's, that's one of the things you always want to give off is like good energy. And, and, and that's, the, that's the thing with the team. I want to add something. And the way that airsoft it's made, is open to everyone. There's no ranks. There's no difference. We have to respect to everyone because I don't know if you're a beast. You feel me with your dye mask and your right. shirt and that's it. And you light me up on the room because I didn't check the corner. So everyone must pay respect, even if it's a kid. And we give, we give them the opportunity of being open to whatever people can bring to the, to the experience. So the way that I see airsoft is, uh, I'm going to say, it's the best sport in the, in the world because it's open to everyone. You don't need right. to be with a team to play. You can just join today and experience it tomorrow and join a team later. It's up to you, but it's open to play with whatever level you want to join. You can join a Milsim and you can actually get into a real stuff. Say yes to it. And that's something that not other sports can give to you. You're depending on a lot of elements. And airsoft is just a goal. So yeah, most teams are always recruiting. Like we recruit plenty of people. There's requirements usually for every team. And as long as you meet the requirements, you know, because nobody wants nobody wants somebody who just says they're gonna be there and isn't there. But I mean, right. yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a, actually a good thing. Like you said, a lot of us are looking for like an outlet that's why i'm here right now i could be at the house i mean i got some videos i want to edit but besides that you know i could be at the house just doing nothing but i'm here look at the group of people together we're talking we're making something happen and as you said working sucks dude like like working the job i mean working doesn't suck we don't but it's the, the you know working the job doing the same thing over and over for right. 
getting nothing out of it. There's there's a sense of accomplishment here. When you win, it feels good. You go home, you tell your friends, you post your videos, they ask you. I, I have plenty of people that don't play, and I told them I went to a tournament one time. I come to work, they're like, hey, how'd you do? And I'm like, you know, I feel good that people are asking me that, you know? Like, it's 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 way bigger than, you know, the the video games, the false, false sense of accomplishment, because that's another right. thing with these kids. These kids are playing these games, and a lot of it's a false sense of accomplishment. But when you go out and you get better at Airsoft, and you become a better athlete, you're in better shape, you are, your, your accuracy is better, your eyesight's getting better, you know, there's so much, there's grip strength, there's all these little things that actually come with playing airsoft at a, at a competitive level, and right. that's, that's a big part of it, you know, like, you want to, um, it makes the, brings the best out of you, like you said, it's, it's, it's just like any sport, but it's for everybody, you know, like, and it can really bring the best out of you in, in so many ways, you know, your creativity. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, is the, uh, the, what's the, uh, how do you get on your team? Like, do you have uh, tryouts? Do you have, like, how does somebody actually join the tryhards? Basically, the way I've been recruiting is, well, from my experience, the best way to build a team is on the field. I've tried, you know, you can't bring friends to play airsoft and expect them to have a great team. I tried that. It doesn't work because everybody has opinions. Right. So basically, the way I've been recruiting is literally, if they're on the field, and they're playing. They don't even have to be good. They just have to play and show heart. Because that's what this game is all about. You show me heart and you show me that you really want to play. I'm going to take what you have and I'm going to give you what I have. Every one of my guys here has gone through my trainings. And when they go through the trainings, I'm always teaching them something. Even guys that have come and joined the team and have left. They have left when a lot better players than they walked in. Because a lot of people join this team and they don't understand what it's all about. They're all gung ho for the first six months. And they're like, dude, I just want to play airsoft. And I tell them, go play airsoft. But I need your patch. You can play airsoft with us anytime. I never have let go of somebody and said, you can't play with us. Because you came in as family, you're leaving as family. But you are a brother, now you're a cousin. That's the way I kind of look at it. You know what I mean? Right. Because I trust this guy with my life. Forget about airsoft. Anything this person needs on the field or off the field, you can call on Same. Yeah. And I expect the same from him. And as long as you have that kind of brotherhood, what else do you need? We call that as a code. What else we manage need? that as a code. We don't, we don't hesitate. It's like whatever you said, it's okay because I'm agreeing with you and same. So that's it. And like, like my wife mentioned, we have tryhard juniors. On our field, on our, our thing, we started a program that our tryhard juniors were from ages from 10 to 15. They will come nice. in and we will teach them everything from handling safety, discipline, big time discipline, and on top of that, tactics. I have them clearly rules, but at the same time, I made it fun for them. And then we had the, their, their grades had to be a certain level. If their parents said they're not doing good in school, they would literally get suspended. They wouldn't be able to do a certain game when they had their first because we do operations in our small field here too, and they wouldn't be able to play the yeah matrix tactical. Okay, they would um they wouldn't be able to play the next operation. I treat it a lot like a professional football team if you may. Right. Any of my guys, if they do not call their hits and there's a lot of reports on it, I will suspend them. You're sitting on if the bench. You got it. <laughs> And, and it's funny because when I implemented that, my guys like, it was funny. 
But then two weeks later, in Matrix Tactical, I, me, myself, got out of hand. And I raised my voice in front of other players. And I kind of disrespected my team. And I suspended myself for two weeks. Good for you. Because I can't implement something if I am not willing to And I made money to be the captain for those two weeks. That was a smooth two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Y'all were sitting back, kicking back in this room with your feet up on the table, drinking beers, no no uh, practice, no training. We're like, eh, fuck training. Are you talking about right now? No, no way. No way. I was there. I had to help them out, but I was literally like the water boy. I was literally, I had to be there with supporting my team, but I Dude, I love that. I'm in full uniform. But the thing is, it was just this can happen. This is how serious I take it. Because it only takes one person to mess up your team. It only takes right. one bad attitude. Okay? It takes one bad situation and for you to lose your your discipline, to lose right. everything. Because we are sponsored. And if we lose our sponsorship, it's hard. To get it back. You right. know, people can go and get a sponsorship. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people have been sponsored. And they don't, you know, we have great sponsorships, amazing discounts and all this and that. But these people that need something back. They want to see business coming through the door. And if you're carrying their name and you're an asshole or you're not being who you're supposed to be and you have their patch on, why would they give that other people business? So I try to make my guys understand that. You know, if you want to play for yourself, you want to have a good time. If you don't want to have to worry about going off because somebody's not calling the hit, then you can't be on the phone. You can't be sponsored. Doesn't mean you can't play. You just, you want to play with no worries. Here right. you have to worry. But if you're doing the right thing, you don't got to worry. You just got to have a good time. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what it basically comes down to. At the end of the day, you just want to come and have a great time. Have a good time. Right. You know? And that's basically everything that I've been trying to build up. With the tactics, once you have the tactics and everybody knows what I'm doing, if I'm in the front I have these two guys, one on my right and one on my left, no. They know exactly what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do it, and what they have to do behind it. Right. And if I die, I know the person who killed me is going to die right after <laughs> Take the guy now, out. Now, now, face, how did you? Uh, how long you been on the team? Who? Uh, face. He was, he was the fifth member. So the fifth member of the team it was face. So we're going on three years. Almost three years on December. Three years of December. Yeah. Did you guys know? Did you know Laz before you got on the team? Or before Airsoft? Few weeks. Few weeks before he decided to take the lead. Um, I was I, I met him, he played. Do you see him and do, do, do you recognize the, the the expertise? But he wasn't ready to start a team. Once he started, I contacted the guy that he was like very in relation. And I was like, when is it? When is the next training? I'm just jumping in. And I remember that day was amazing. He top and bottom. I remember. 
Yeah, yeah high and low. Wait a minute. High and low, bro. High and low. So we train something that we use every <laughs> F off on day one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was top? Who was bottom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what type of porn hot they're talking. <laughs> oh, your team's like that. Okay. It's <laughs> a very specific video industry for this. <laughs> well, don't care because you don't want to get shot in the head. Simple. So that's not on YouTube, right? That's on your guys' OnlyFans page? Hell yeah. You never pulled my picture, bro. What the hell? You signed a waiver. <laughs> yeah. So basically I uh, I have the pleasure to join and I feel great because this I opened up myself in a new this is a new country for me. And I have family that I trust, yeah. that I enjoy. That I that I carry, that I count on, and I have fun with them. That's and cool. we conquer we conquer the the field with our way to go, and that makes me feel way enjoying than just playing by myself because I did some ups by myself, and that shit sucks. <laughs> now, how did you get in? How did how did you get in airsoft? If you start out by yourself, what did a friend or something got you into it? Well, one day my my brother-in-law he tells me, "Yo, uh, I need you, I need a favor. I need you to take Alexander to his birthday to Matrix Tactical. I pay you the the the, the rent and, and just go, just take the kids." And I was like, "I um, I'm not doing shit. I love to play with my with my nephew, so I'm going." And I went over there. I'm gonna. Send the picture. I'm gonna repost the picture of that day. I was rental as fuck. I even take my shirt off and using the the tactical vest and major tactical give us. Bro, I was like a I was like a Colombian frontera guy, bro. That was nasty. And I really was like, this is this is difficult, but I know if I get better on this, this will be damn, this will be Call of Duty for me. And since that day, it was in 2017, October. Since that day, that's it. That's it. That's it. All my life, all my money goes first. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know my wife is not looking at this, so that's why I say that. Shout out oh, to shit. all the wives. I'm a shout out to all the wives that have to put up with all these men and their nonsense. See, I'm stuck with it, so I have no other choice. I love it. It's my passion now, so I'll go wherever he goes. But all the other girlfriends that do come they, on the road. They let us have the weekends. They, <laughs> yes, they are blessings. So, yeah. yes, thank you, ladies. I love you. I appreciate you. And the guys do too as well. <laughs> yeah. I didn't believe when they had told me, but my dad was like, hey, one thing about airsoft, before you do it, it's airsoft is very expensive. <laughs> I'm like, it can't be that. It's just when you get, like, you want to get everything. But if you really, really want to start this, we can send you a link. If with less than $200, you will have your first replica. <laughs> your uniform, it will cost $70. And the BBs. Hit up Tryhard's Airsoft for more details. Yeah, it will be cheap. Buy a mask, hit us up. We got enough guns. <laughs> <laughs> expensive because because 
Where were you when I spent fifteen hundred dollars my first month? <laughs> In the bathroom, saying, "Get your uniform, get your gun. You need eight mags." That's <laughs> six. Asking me for links. Yeah. No, any better? He gave me like all the top. He's like, "I'm gonna get you all this. You look just like me." And I was like, "Okay." And, you know, $1,000. Hey, bro, you look cool. Game, it's game, like I tell my guys, it's 80% the way you look. Oh, yeah. The other 20%, you're going to have to work for. But the 80%, look look the part, and when somebody looks at you, that's it. You got it. You got it. They already you got, got it. They're like, damn it. If somebody looks so at you good. up and down, and you have that $1,500 gun, that $600 vest on, that the night vision, the works, they're going to look at you Real box, and you just look at them and that's it. That's it. You already got 80% done. All you got to do is hit him with one BB. That's it. You hit him with that one BB to him. Like, okay, I'm never going to mess with that guy again. That's it. I'm going to tell you something. That's a secret of mine. That's it. And it's you 100% can... true because like my first time airsofting, I actually tried it out at Miami Airsoft. It was, I went with a black t-shirt, cargo pants. I didn't think it was going to hurt. And I see a whole bunch of guys in uniform and helmets, and I'm like, they look cool. <laughs> and, you know, me me and all black, you know, I was like, well, I can blend in looking like SWAT. So I went <laughs> up the rental vest, you know, and um, funny story, I like, my gun, I didn't know it was, it was shooting, so I put my hand in the front and shot my finger. Yeah, well, yeah, my whole finger swelled up. And then I all these people, like, they really, like, all they look like, they really went all in. And I'm here with, like, a Walmart t-shirt and some black cargo pants for the day before, like, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, from there, you know, just, you know, getting that vest, you actually need it all because, you know, going in with a black t-shirt and no vest or nothing. You Nipples, go to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyone who ever says that they don't do it to dress up for the sport's a liar. Like, that is... And then, you know, just them looking cool. Like, my first time, I was like, I'm following that guy. Where he goes, I'm going. And they went and started cutting corners, and, you know, me thinking I was, you know, top shit. I'm like, I got your left. And they're looking at me like, yo, look at this kid. But me, in my head, like, oh, yeah, I'm badass. I got your left. And, you know, I'm, like, I'm following that guy. Where he goes, I'm going. He's looking at you like, dude, I just bought this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have a question for you guys. Maybe we can go around uh, whoever wants to answer. But uh, so I've been asking this question a couple times with, uh, with you know, a few different people. So pretend you won twenty five, fifty thousand, whatever on a scratch off. Uh, what is the first thing you're buying for Airsoft? A trailer. What? No. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. For it. So the first thing is a team trailer for me. <laughs> and you, you. I don't know if it's on. Honestly, wow. Well, I was actually just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> sheesh, that's a great question. So I just got the MTW, so I probably won't go with a gun. So I'm actually the first thing I'm buying for airsoft is a whole new chest setup. I'm going with a whole new setup. I have actually what is it? The whole chest plate. Chest break. No, I don't have a chest. You have a JVC. I have a JVC, but I feel like you know, just looking at my teammates with them on the chest rig, it's more lighter. I like to run in and get low, and um, for sure I'm buying a whole new chest setup. 
screen on this i gotta i i did not know they had one elevator yeah they will blast it will blast i want to say i don't want to say what part it will blast on you and, <laughs> and he want to make a turret no it's already made a turret yeah he want to use it as a turret imagine that bro over <laughs> Something for the fog because you're always sweating on it on the sport. You will you're out of the game. You need to see what you're doing. And that was the first thing that I found out when I started airsofting that I was like, I need to fix the fogging. So that's why I play that. Whatever helps you see. So I don't know, Cap, what do you say? You have 25 days to spend. You have 25 days to spend. Go down. The down payment for a new training field. It will go down the yes. new training field so I can continue doing what I do. You know, I, these guys between me, and me, we've we've trained for so long. You know, when you ask me if I was ex-military, I'm not. But all my experience does come from ex-military because I've never been on a team that doesn't have ex-military on. Right. So from all my experience, from all my training, my real steel training that I've taken, courses, many years of courses, plus all the years of courses that I've taken with all the guys I've played with, I'm able to pass down that knowledge. And I, that's one of my passions. It's not just airsoft, but being able to teach every single one of these guys what we can do to make ourselves better. So if I can put $25,000 down on a field and I'm and you're the teachers. field house, there yeah. it is. That would be what my $25,000 That's that why he's a capital, because he thinks on the future and not just the... The enjoyment. They're buying all the other shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's do this. 
All right, you've got all your chest rays. You got all your you got your field. Okay, uh, you got your technical. All right, you got your trainer. Uh, what gun are you getting? You have to you have to buy an airsoft gun, and you you know however much it is, everything's in stock. Nothing's out of stock. Which gun are you getting? I need, I need more money because I gotta buy three. I gotta buy one for my wife and my kid. That's just the way it works. I, I don't know. You each you get that amount. I don't know if you've seen uh, uh, Monk Customs, but um, you know I like to play a little Speaky V as well. And Monk Customs, I mean, their guns are three, four, almost five thousand sometimes, and they're uh, those are really nice. So if you were talking about a gun, yeah. Yeah, I just got yeah, second place in the tournament. tournament yeah. Let's, let's but yeah, no, but um, yeah, that's the Monk Customs is one of those things. And, you know, uh, on that 25000 I mean, I got a bunch of bookmarks on my phone. I would just start, you know, <laughs> I got plenty of stuff to buy. As an Airsoft player who don't got enough money for Airsoft, you know, that's uh, I could spend that 25000 just in like a oh, night. Yeah. On my phone. Like two just, days. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe, maybe the same night, dude. <laughs> right? Now, when it comes to guns, um, will be my first gun. So when I first started playing airsoft, I didn't really know anything. Like it was all like Chinese to me, so I googled best airsoft brand. The number one airsoft brand that popped up was Tokyo Maru. You know, so then I ordered an e-bike and I started looking at guns, and I'm you know I'm never gonna forget this time because it was actually Father's Day, and I had just got paid from my job, so I was like, you know, my dad showed me airsoft. Um, he didn't have a gun at the time. I didn't think. Or I think he was using one. And I was like, you know what? I want to get him a, a gun. I didn't know about AR, LMG, none of that. The closest I knew to guns was Call of Duty. So, <laughs> I bought a scorpion. I wanted to screenshot it. And I didn't talk nothing. And I waited two days. And, you know, I'm horrible when it comes to surprises. I snitched myself out. So I'm like, hey, Dad, I have to tell you something. He's like, what? Now, one thing about e-bike is that when you buy them, you have to call it confirmed. So they didn't ship it out yet. And I didn't know what type of player he was. You know, he likes AR. My thing was, I want I want the gun that goes, you know? Like I said, it was all Chinese to me. So I went and got him that Scorpion, and he's like, well, look, you know, that's a lot of money. Let's cancel that, and we'll go and see what we can shop around with a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of guns. That was a good move. Yeah. That was a good move. So back to that question, just to go back into that time, my first gun that I would buy would be a Scorpion. Did you find a picture of that turret? No, I couldn't find... uh, (laughs) So I've got... You got one? It's on Mere Tactical. It's the MK-19 Airsoft Grenade Launcher. MK-19. AK, bro. No, no, AK. Oh. Money. Yeah, the Mark 19. That's what okay. I shot in the uh, military. Yeah. It's a Lancer Tactical, but it's $8,000. And it's a belt-fed tag-in launcher. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah, I see it right here. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this on the screen. Hold on. You know now we're talking dreams. I really know now Hell yes. in what I want to spend in my $24. Thousand and nine hundred dollars. I already spent a hundred dollars on the Xbox. <laughs> I, I will buy a huge gift card on American Airlines, so we can travel the whole state playing 
every oh bro oh, footage footage cool <laughs> with my whole team without asking them one dollar that's it bro you Hell cannot yeah. do this this weekend you're mine that's all you're mine Dude, but I'm a little scared of that, bro. Because oh, oh you know, seeing that hitting a face. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's oh, yeah, yeah. So and I have tagging rounds, and I'm like not using the it other one. Shoots back because it's 600. Son of them, I flew, I flew my head and hit my friend, and destroy his ear set. And I was like, scary, yeah. Yeah, well, think all of that is a really dangerous that thing. That's in the events. You got to be careful with that. You have to be very careful with it. Uh, I wouldn't do it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Well, don't need the face. Dude, that is crazy. <laughs> with that, just as your primary. <laughs> there you go. There, There's almost yeah, right. half your 25 grand right there. Yeah, right. We're <laughs> good. Well, yeah, that, was four, that was a good question. Custom. We spent half the money in two That days. was an amazing question, brother. I really appreciate that one. Hell yeah. It's a fun question. Now, um, real quick, just to mention the tournament that he was just talking about. Over well, here in Tampa, they just opened one of the first speech UB tournament. I mean, speech UB field yeah. out here. Because we don't just do no CIA in Tampa, Tampa, competitive indoor airsoft in Tampa. Another Great shout Tampa. out. Another shout out. Yeah. I saw, oh, they deserve it. I love that field. Shout out to Mikey. Shout out to Garrett. Yep. Shout out to everybody. They're, those those yeah. guys are great. Yeah. They open that place, and it's been phenomenal. They even say it. They're bringing the customer service to Airsoft. Those guys are – they really – they care, man. They got a, they got a good system. It's fun. Yeah. So you guys play uh, Speed QB as a, as a team as well? We, we are working on that. We do. It's – the thing is there's no – Speed QB isn't mainly in California. That's on the other side of the fucking, you know, for us. So now right. that they brought it to Florida, it's become much more abundant to us. Because as me and Laz were talking this morning, you know, you play airsoft, you respect all of it. Even if you're a Milson player, right. you're, you know, like you still respect the game, you know. And me personally, as somebody who's played, I mean, I've been, I've drove the, we live four hours away. And in the last two months, I've been there six times. And I mean, and every time I'm driving there, I drove back the same day. So I'm doing eight hours of Ooh. driving there. Plus the gameplay's there, Damn. you know. So it's yeah, but it's 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 worth it because it's a new experience. It's that we haven't had SpeedQB here, you know. So it's definitely like you know, shout out to them. There, it's an amazing field. It um, you know, it's 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 great to go to fields that have that good energy, you know. Hell yeah! See, now, do you guys know about uh, SS Airsoft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in okay. Atlanta, up in right? Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to try the uh, Steve QB. Yeah, one of the owners. Yeah, SS. Yeah, let, let me. Let yeah, SS. And he tried that, and I really support whatever he's doing because I want to try that. He has a lot of people there, and one day we will there. We will be there. Yeah, we will definitely be there. That's the like I was telling Mr. Salsa. Everything that has to do with Airsoft, everyone in this team that I know, they want to be on this team if they didn't have the same passion I have. Right. And my passion, no, even though I've been playing Milson for so many years, I started as a paintball. I did professional speedball for three years before I got into airsoft. Hell so yeah. I'm hence the aggressiveness. 
You know what I mean? There's no more aggression is there because Milsom can be really, really boring if you're playing with the wrong people. You, right. A lot of people take Milsom to a whole other level and say, yeah, that's Charlie. I'm never getting shot, ever. That is not fun. <laughs> I want to stay behind here until everybody's dead and I can come in and shoot somebody from far away. I'll protect the spawn. Everyone has their own game style. Everybody has their own fun. Don't get get twisted. You pay your money to the job. You play. You You know, a lot of people still play. You know, I took out 15 people in a a two, 40 hours straight. You know, no no, no offense. Like I said, the Milson events are amazing. I've done them before. I've done 40-hour events straight. In my experiences, and I've had a blast. Okay, but it's a that's a different type of LARPing. Now it's hardcore lap LARPing, right? When you're really taking it to the Milsom aspect of the game, the Milsom aspect of airsoft. When there's more aggressive games like TCA that does the the two day events, but they four hours straight, and it's right. pure nonstop, shoot them or die. Keep coming back. Have a good time. Make more memories. Mm-hmm. Sleeping in a tent is the same thing as camping. Even though you could get shot as sleeping at a, at, under the, the tent. Have security. Right. They've done 30-hour events that's straight on. Like when I used to do the Milson events in Pine Plains, New York. I've done a 38-hour event where it was literally just on a mount. Where it was just attack and defend, attack and defend. You have to take a building, throw flags out every window so you know what team has that building. And then another team will come in and just take it. Not a Milsom event that you can fall asleep at. Right. There will be 38 hours literally straight. Yeah. It will be yeah. nonstop. And those events were amazing. Why? Because they had speakers. Special effects. The speakers. They had women getting raped. Dogs barking. They had a Muslim chant. A real mount type of, of experience. Damn, that's they, cool. they would turn over a car and put it on fire for the night game. Holy like, shit. You know, you can literally look it up. And these events were insane, were amazing. Those are the things that are in my mind. Like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. Those yeah. are accomplishments that you'll never forget about. Let alone the small memories that you had of certain buildings. Because I can go to that mount today and be like, oh shit, I did this. I did that. And that was almost 15 years ago. But I still remember. And that's what right. people, like I said, you know, it's, it's it's if you're not walking away with stories and memories, then you weren't really there. You really weren't. You just stay stay where you are and have right. a good time. There's no need for all that. You know? So that's facts. Facts. Hell yeah. Well listen guys, man, it's been uh, it's been awesome to meet everybody. Uh awesome to get to know everybody. I appreciate you guys being on here. We're going to be at Serious Viking next, and then after that, we're doing Iron, Dag- yep. Iron Dagger for TCA. So, okay. if anybody wants to join us and have a good time, man, we, we open up to all teams, not just to to join the team, but just come play with us. You yep, know what right. I mean? If you play with us or against us, I can guarantee you a blast. Because that's what everybody that hasn't played against us and hears about us, a lot of people hear the bad stuff. They never hear the good stuff. But until they play against us, they shouldn't even judge us. Because when you do meet us, you're going to be like, these ain't the same guys I've heard about. Yeah. Because we're not. 
You know, we, we do what we need to do. And we have a great time doing it. And we make sure everybody around us has a good time. We're not that team that says, no, fuck you. You're not on my team. You know, my my wife is one of the most amazing medics you will ever meet in any office. Oh, and yeah. she will medic anybody on any team. As long as you're your color, our color, you are going to get medic. You can be right. in the middle of a bunch of shit fire. We're going to do whatever we got to do to bring you back because you're a gun. And if we bring it back to life and you suck, oh, well, it is what it is. But that's all part of the game. Now, what team you know, are you guys running for uh, Viking? For a series five week, we're walking, we're, rock, we're going Western. We're going Western, Tan Team. Well, most of the time, we run West. We run Western. We run the Tan Team. So we actually yeah. Yeah. might be even thinking about next year going green. Just no. for uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about running Let's I'm going with him. Next, just, year, I'm going. Next year, the tri are the gonna be separated, apparently. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, for the, just for the challenge. Because every time we've yeah. done 10 in almost every operation, well, actually, almost every operation, yeah, every um, national event we've been to that we've been on a certain color, we've won. Yeah. So just for the challenge to go green. Maybe next year. And see if we still hold that win, you know? Well, well look, uh, Stonebreaker. Uh, Green needs help at Stonebreaker because yeah, what I've heard that's one is good, Green good. always gets their asses kicked. And you know yeah. Tonka, call sign yeah. Tonka, was on Green, and he was like, "Man, we're trying," you know. <laughs> Funny story because Tonka is one of my really good friends out of Paul County, and we talked, and he posted a video the day after the event, and he wiped out literally being at the right place at the right time about. 22 guys, if I count it correctly, by himself. Echo 4, right? No. no by himself. One gun. Took out 22 players. 17 of those players were my team. Oh, shit. 17 of the 22 <laughs> were the infidels and the tryhards. Because he was in such a perfect spot. And he didn't know it. And when I saw that video, I told him who he, who he did. And he was like, what? Yeah. He was just in the perfect spot. I was like, I, you know, I told him, I, I go like this, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to agree or disagree that half that, half that, that team that you took out was mine. <laughs> because he was in the perfect spot and we were rushing up the, the hill and following the, our technical. Squads after squads in the technical. He got behind the technical being in the right spot and just lit everybody up from behind the side and behind. Oh, nobody shit. even knew he was there. He even came out in the open and nobody noticed that there was a green guy in the big mix of 10 guys shooting everyone <laughs> until it was too late. That dude has an amazing game. Like he, he does and doesn't stop. Yep. I, I tell him all the time. He's the tryhard that got away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Actually, he's, he's actually running. He's playing with us in um, Stonebreaker. I mean, in Series Light. He's running oh, good. He's running oh, okay. Awesome. He, he jumps from green to ten. Yeah, he goes right. for the challenge. He's one of those that plays with him by himself. And he goes for the challenge. Right. And he's been playing for so long. He's so good that he literally, he can make the difference. You yeah. know what I mean? He make the difference. He's a really good player. Yeah, he is. Hell Yeah. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate y'all. Uh, listen, I appreciate what you guys are doing as a team. And you guys are like, uh, you know, you know, a family unit. 
right? Okay. You guys are a tight knit group. Uh, it's great to see, and I appreciate what you guys are doing. Yeah, appreciate you, man. We appreciate you having us on. Hell yeah. Well, listen. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have to do it again soon, and uh, where where somebody doesn't trip over the cord and cut the video out, and <laughs> we'll have a better session. Yeah, we'll have we'll actually have more of the team next time. We'll have more of the team to fill the whole area. Hell yeah! Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you guys, and uh, you guys have a good night. You too. Thank you, brother. Good night. All right, brother. Eat some drug wars too, Cody. So.